This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Y'all remember this? Check this out. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let me just get this off my chest, too. Check this out. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're not tanking. You can't tank when you have Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford on the team. Because if you tank, you need to go all the way. The Rich Eisen Show. Do they trade Stafford? Crazier things have happened. I highly doubt that. Today's guest, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer, Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith, plus latest news and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live in Los Angeles, California. You're thrilled to be here with you here on the Roku channel once again. We are free on the Roku channel on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TVs. We're also free on Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, and the Roku channel.com. We say hello to our terrestrial radio audience, Sirius XM Odyssey, our podcast listeners. We adore you, uh, especially since it's your God-given right to listen to this show whenever you're darn well. Please, all three hours available through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Hit us with a subscribe there, as well as our YouTube YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. There's also a nice uh, way to watch us when we're not live through the Roku channel, the Rich Eisen Show Collection. It is a video on demand service. Chris Brockman, good to see you over there, brother. What's Uh, up, man? DJ Mikey D is indeed nuts back again. TJ Jefferson, the candle's already lit. How are you, sir? I mean, we're ready to go. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Speaking of. Speaking of ready to go, <laughs> there's one person apparently not yet ready to go. <laughs> Can we guess? I mean, there's many people on the planet. Eight billion. But there's one in particular I wish to express apparently as of right now on the air on the Tuesday before the new league year believes he's not yet ready to go. That individual is named Aaron Rodgers. Listen. <laughs> Listen, listen, (laughs) if I had my say, and thankfully, thanks to our friends at the Roku channel and our uh, partners and Westwood One and everyone else, I do have my say. You do. And and now's the time to say it. Got that mic, baby. All right, it's time to go. It's time to go. And there are indications, however, that he does indeed have plans to, in fact, go. Why would I say that? Well, as soon as I went on the air on NFL Network yesterday at 4 Eastern time on the Monday before the new league year begins and the tampering window, don't call it that, opened up. Uh, Garrett Wilson says, now I can enjoy my vacay. 
And as I said on NFL Network, well, for us Jets fans who are not in the know, that vacay feels like it's a white lotus vacation. Okay? All sorts of crazy, freaky things are happening. Okay? Type of white lotus vacation where you see F. Murray Abraham by the pool. Tripping, falling over himself. Okay? It's time to go, Aaron. Finger foods are Other indications that it's time to go. And then he is, in fact, deciding to go. My colleague, Mike Garofolo, this very morning says that the Jets and Rodgers have been in communication with each other in the last 24 hours. Oh, good to know. <laughs> and what are they talking about? What could be the holdup? The number of texts that I've gotten from my friends in New York City and the New York metropolitan area that are saying, what's the holdup? What's going on? the hell going on? Is he being a diva? Is he a diva quarterback? Well, Is that what's going on? We know that already. You know what? <laughs> He's doing what he needs to do to get ready. To go. What is that? Oh, it's bringing his friends along with him. According to multiple reports, Alan Lazard, free agent. Jets are interested in him and the guy who Rodgers strolled down the tunnel, leaving Lambeau Field for what appears to be the last time as a Green Bay Packer after the Detroit Lions eliminated them from playoff contention in the final regular season game of the 2022 season in calendar year 2023. The guy who he strolled off together with Randall Cobb. Jets interested in him all of a sudden. Isn't that interesting? Because hmm. when I went to the combine, I didn't think, you know what, the Jets need more receivers. They need more veteran leadership at the receiver position. Nah. So clearly, Rodgers has put down a, uh, a marker in these conversations to Joe Douglas. These are the people I would like. Yeah, I also read, Rich, that um, Greg Jennings has been working out and Jordy Nelson. Let me tell you something. James, and James Jones. Jones. At this point in time, Bubba Franks. I do not care <laughs> if the New York Jets name Joe Rogan as their new quality <laughs> control coach. Pat's Bring coming them back all. to pun. Bring them all. AJ Hawk. Bring them all. And I don't care. Oh, God, that, you know, Rodgers is making the Jets contort themselves. And, oh, God, the Jets are, are really prostrating themselves for Rodgers. And, oh, God, Rodgers is going to be running the show. Yeah. Yeah. John Coon's coming. <laughs> Do you have, Hoskins, put up the Jets' offensive stats for the last 10 years that I still have here at my desk? Eddie Lacy is playing running back. <laughs> this is why the Jets are going to let Rodgers run the show, and they're going to get in the boat with Rodgers or the plane with Rodgers. There are five lasts on the screen. Last 10 seasons, the Jets' offense last in points per game, last in total yards per game, last in yards per play, last in red zone touchdown percentage, last in passer rating. I don't care if they have the assistant trainer put ayahuasca in the Gatorade. Let's go. It's time, Aaron. It's time. Donald Let's Driver. Go. James Stark. I have had enough. I can keep doing this. <laughs> I've had enough. I understand. It's time. <laughs> Ty Montgomery. Because if he doesn't come now, <laughs> if he does not come now, 
I do believe the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, Mike Del Tufo, yes. had something to say on where the Jets are headed if <laughs> Rodgers does not come now. Toilets! That's right. <laughs> Toilets. I mean, the, there's no kimono to lift anymore. It's, it's off. Jared Boykin. Look, look dude, st- stop Googling. <laughs> okay, stop Googling. Stop Googling because I'll tell you what, <laughs> smartass. What, what? I'll tell you what, because when Rodgers finally does arrive. Like I said. Rodgers finally does arrive, and I know the baggage. I know all the, the stuff that he might bring with him. Andrew Corliss. Here's what he's going to bring. Rodgers versus Mac Jones twice a year. You know what's not going to happen? The what? garbage that the Jets oh, really? you put think, on the field. You really think so? Oh, yeah. You really think so? Oh, yeah. The Jets. You don't think the Jets stink is suddenly going to wash over Aaron Rodgers? This is Brett Favre 2.0, bro. Oh, no, no, no. And guess what? Didn't work out well for you then. Not going to work out well for you now. The reason why it didn't work out well for us is because Favre showed up already banged up. He already showed up, no longer the Iron Man. Rodgers is in much better shape than Brett Favre. And on top of it, all the Belichick voodoo that caused one guy to see ghosts and another guy to run into the ass of his offensive lineman and another guy throw 15 interceptions towards a McCourty and he somehow dropped only 13 of them won't happen. This is why it's time for Rodgers to arrive. There is no turning back. Bring in Lazard and Cobb. I hope Elijah Moore sticks around. He deserves it. He put in the time. I hope that this guy shows up fully engaged because he's coming. Jet fans, there's no trap door because what's Rogers going to do? Retire? Packers clearly don't want him back. They are ready to go. They are ready to roll. They are. Mike, I don't know how you felt the day your divorce papers finally came in, <laughs> but that's the way the Packers are going to feel the minute this trade goes through. Right. Ready okay? to roll. That's how I felt. Fact. I don't know <laughs> how you felt. felt. That's oh, amazing. It was unbelievable. Okay. Well it was you. The it was minute, the, it was minute the ink dried on that thing. I was out the door. You <laughs> super glued the ME she threw at you in a fit yeah, of was, peak back I together yep. and you rolled. I, I was out. That's the way the Packers are going to feel. Everybody knows it. We know it. Take your time, Aaron. I get it. But let's go is the headline. What else? Anything? Has he made a decision yet? Okay, okay. okay. Rich, you know, last week you, you warned against people having Rodgers and Brady fatigue and basically told them to go kick yeah. rocks. Dude, you're not allowed you're not allowed to watch. It seems to me game. like you're suffering from some fatigue right well, now. No, what I'm no no. The fatigue I'm suffering from, if you if you really want to know. I would like to. Thank you. The fatigue I'm suffering from right now, TJ, isn't Rogers fatigue. It's having my ass handed to me. 50 out of 53 years watching football fatigue. And I believe Woody Johnson's had enough too. And it is, you know, a dangerous game that they're playing by turning to a guy who is at the end of his career and saying to him, we are handing all of our hopes and prayers and wishes and all of the best laid plans that our general manager, Joe Douglas, has well manicured 
to this point. We are taking this and handing it to you. And yes, fully admitting, without saying, that the team that did this before with the previous first ballot Hall of Fame, once-in-a-lifetime quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, all due respect to the Bart Starr fans out there, but yes, the franchise that did that with Favre and was patently disappointed by the one-year experience on and off the field is in the same position again. We didn't advance very far. Two years in the AFC Championship game, drafting Mark Sanchez, handing the Mangini Jets off to Rex Ryan. Uh, Nice times. Other than that, we're in the diaspora. Back again, (laughs) hoping that the promised land can be led by a generationally once-in-a-lifetime, again, Green Bay Packer quarterback who is now having a divorce with the Packers and is running to the Jets. That's my fatigue. And I sure hope Rodgers is the right guy to end it. And the one thing I am hanging my hat on is, Chris, how did Tom Brady do in New England ages 39 and 40? How did he do? Won a Super Bowl. Uh Uh-huh. It can be done. Rodgers is not walking around like Ben Roethlisberger. He's not looking like, well, to respect, Drew Brees looked as he was pushing 40. That's my fatigue, sir. And I would love it to end. And I'd love for the Jets to stop doing this because one thing I don't really want to do when I'm, knock on wood, 68 years old is the Jets turn to Jordan Love as he's divorcing the Packers (laughs) and hope he can do what Rodgers and Favre could not. That's my fatigue, sir. Thank you for asking. I feel better. Let's go is the headline. Let's go. Let's go. I did three hours yesterday and three hours on NFL Network, and when I woke up, I thought to myself, absolutely, Favre. I mean, the Rogers news is going to break. Didn't happen. This morning, I'm hanging my hat on the fact that they're actually communicating. Thank you, Mike Garofolo. But the bottom line is, if they're interested in Lazard and they're interested in Cobb, there's a reason, because those weren't the needs the Jets had going into the non-playing season. They're the needs that they currently crave because the quarterback they definitely need now because Carr is a saint and Jimmy G's a Raider is clearly demanding. And it sounds to me like if anybody's ever sold a house, bought a house, you've ever been fortunate enough to do that. You ever been in a situation where <laughs> you're ready to close Ready to go to escrow, and the person who's buying your house or the person that's allowing you to buy their house is like, you know what? We're going to hold up this entire deal for the planters in the backyard. <laughs> we want the planters in the backyard. Well, you know, we want to take the planters with us. Well, then we're not buying your house. And you look at your spouse and you go, is this really happening? Not to call Randall Cobb a planter, but to me... It looks like Rodgers is holding everything up until he gets everything he wants, and I already hear it. You're setting the table for Rodgers running the show. Mr. Hoskins, put up the other Jets full screen we've had in the hopper for a week now. And so aggressive. Just like 
you need a breath? you need a minute? No. Okay. I have fatigue. Sorry. This is why. <laughs> on the screen, Sam Darnold currently now, God bless him, on his third NFL team. He's going to win a playoff game next year. For the 49ers. <laughs> our second, our guest now, a $100 million quarterback for his third NFL team in Geno Smith. All the way down to the current soon-to-be backup quarterback, Zach Wilson. The current, I believe, offensive mastermind of the future Houston Texans in Josh McCown. Mike White, your new Miami Dolphin, who Jets fans are so scarred by this experience, they're freaking out. We let Mike White go. (laughs) And then, of course, a man who I believe is fourth on our color-coded system of pettiness, Bryce Petty, just slightly above Lori Petty (laughs) on our petty scale. I'm telling you, let's go. How's that for a show open today? Set the tone. Let's go, Aaron. Well, all the tea in New York City and all the tea in Brooklyn and Staten Island, we got tea. (laughs) Okay? New Jersey, whatever you want, brother. Because now it's time. All my nervousness or worries about how it would play in New York, that's out the door. It's got to happen now. (laughs) Albert Breer is going to join us in a few minutes' time. By the way, there's Lamar going to be hitting the free agent market tomorrow, restricted. And uh, there's lots to talk about and whatever else is going on. Albert Breer, breaking, Albert Breer and I will be communicating. (laughs) We have communicated in the last 24 hours and he agreed to appear on this program. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel, this terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network is back with the live Roku channel stream. The Rich Eisen Show desk, that's what I'm sitting at, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Breaking news uh, I have communicated with Albert Breer in the last 24 hours. Uh, and he communicated back to me. It was via text, if you really want to know. I do. I'll <laughs> give my source away. Uh, it was me reaching out to him saying, how'd you like to come on the show? And he said, thank you. Did you say? No, I, said, I said, thank you after he said, okay. And then you wrote L-Y? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? Although I do love Albert Prayer. What's up, Albert? How are you, sir? Hey, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I didn't sign off on you revealing the contents of our conversation nah. there. Yeah. It was, how'd you like to come on? I gave you time. You're like, how about earlier? I said, all right, here's earlier. And you said, okay, that's it. I gave it, I gave the ghost away. So I'll tell you what, like Clay Matthews is out there in South Southern California, right? Go. You gotta, you gotta tell him to stay loose. Maybe too, whatever, right? whatever, whoever he wants. I said, if Joe Rogan's the new quality <laughs> control coach, I take that to make this happen by now. What, what, what is, uh, as we are sitting here, 20 minutes after noon, uh, new league year begins um, in, in, what would you say, 24? I can't believe I'm doing math I think right it's like now. 20, is it the math 28 hours? 28 hours. I don't know. You, you know where I went to school. I'm not great. Uh, I'm more verbal. Go for it. What's going yeah. on? What's happening? What's the latest? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think this is sort of up to Aaron. You know what I mean? Like, And I think that that's sort of where this is. And, um, you know, I think everybody's expectation is that, Oh, this is going to happen, and I, I you know, it, it, this to me, like, you know, the Alan Lazard thing, the Randall Cobb thing, in all seriousness is yep. the Jets getting their ducks in a row, you know, and I, I think as much as anything else, it's a realization that, like, this is what the, 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 the lag and the final decision, the final part for the negotiation, that this is what it's doing to that, you know, like where, you know, if he had been on board on Saturday, say, the Jets could hit the ground running and work on this stuff Monday and Tuesday and everything's done. Now, you know, it just sort of feels like they've got to line everything up and get everything in place. And maybe this is intentional on Rogers' part that, that, that he'd want to see them actually do this and put all the pieces in place. But, um, you know, my understanding is for a little while now, this has sort of been up to Aaron, you know, and um, I think, I think the, the, the trade terms are workable. I don't think they're, I don't know if they're going to have to give up the 13th overall pick to do it. Um, you know, and I think the contract terms are workable too. Um, if you look at it, you know, really rich, it, it's about cash, you know, like that's what this is about because the way the Packers structured the, the, the contract was really smart. Um, you know, made them tradable, you know, like where, you know, the, the, the cap number for a team acquiring him for next year is just $15 million. Now you're going to have to pay the piper down the line. Um, the question is whether or not you're willing to pay $60 million in cash to get him. Um, so, you know, I think in large part, this is really up to, up to Aaron and what he wants to do. And, you know, it certainly feels like the Jets are doing everything that they possibly can to get him on board. And, and the new league, I mean, the new league year is the deadline or there really isn't one. Do I don't know if there is a deadline, yeah. although it, it certainly seems like, you know, you see the actions here, the Jets like that it's being treated like a soft deadline, you know? Um, so, and, and look, I, I think Aaron himself said at one point, right? Like that. Um, and I can't remember if that was this year or last year, to be honest with you, but um, he, he at one point referenced, referenced the start of free agency as, as you know, wanting to have a decision by then. Right. Um, so whatever team he's on can plan going forward. So um, it feels like that's a natural point. And I think we've been over this too, Rich. Like, 
you know, the Packers are operating in a much different manner than they than, than they have in the last couple of years. Where the last couple of years, it's been take your time, Aaron. Whatever you need, Aaron. We're leaving the door open for you, Aaron. We want you to be at peace with whatever your decision is. You know, in this case, it, it, it certainly feels like the Packers have already started the process of moving on and would like a decision sooner than later. Well, and then, um, yeah, I mean, there's no other. The options are retire, go to the Jets. I mean, is returning the Packers really an option at this point in time? I mean, I, mean, I guess after you all say this? no, but then I, I'm old enough, and you are too, to remember Brett Favre sauntering <laughs> into training camp in 2008 like he was going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, but they that. did tell him that was still over. They told him it was still yeah. over at that point yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. So that one got really awkward at the end. So, I mean, yeah, like who knows, you know? Um, but, you know, and, and again, like I think he's just sort of, I, he's unpredictable. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and I think we've seen that, like, like the, that the guy, you know, they for better or worse marches to the beat of his own drummer. Um, you know, but I, but I do think that like the momentum here is that it is towards him becoming a New York jet. And if not that, then either he retires or things get awfully awkward. Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show. Why not Aaron Rodgers in Vegas? Why Jimmy G and and then assuming they're going to draft a seventh overall pick quarterback or Jimmy G's yeah. arrival means no. I mean, read me, walk me through the Raiders' decision-making process. So I know I've used this analogy with you a lot, Rich, um, and I'm I'm going to wear it out again. But like it's the Alex Smith and Kansas City analogy, right? Like where the Chiefs brought in Alex Smith in 2013, not thinking he's going to be the quarterback for the next ten years, but. It gave them somebody that they thought they could win with, right, and somebody who would allow them to keep their options open at the position and uh, somebody that would allow them to build a contender, you know. And they were able to do that because of that. Like, they didn't have to force it in 2014 or 2015 or 2016. And then eventually they found a guy they really loved, and Patrick Mahomes went all in on him. And by the time Patrick Mahomes got there, there was a fully formed team waiting for him, which, you know, created a great situation for Mahomes. To develop in. Um, that was the idea the Raiders had with Derek Carr last year and doing the extension with him didn't work out. And I, I think that's sort of the idea this time around with Jimmy Garoppolo is that um, you're creating um, your flexibility for yourself at quarterback and that, yeah, Jimmy's going to be your quarterback probably for the next few years, um, but he doesn't preclude you from going into the top 10 and getting one if you think there's a really special one there. Um, and in the meantime, you don't have to overextend to get one that you might like but not love. And so that allows you to use the capital that you have to build up the team around the quarterback. And so I think it's as much as anything about bringing in a guy who's a known commodity, you know, and they projected some with Derek Carr and that didn't work out, um, a guy who, you know, knows what the culture is, knows what the setup's going to be, and is going to be able to hit the ground running. And, you know, a guy who, again, allows you, over the next few years to sort of survey the draft classes that are coming into the league and wait for someone that you think is really special that you can go up and get aggressive to go get. So Jimmy G finally gets an exit visa from San Francisco after all this time, and it's to Vegas. And then on that day, the um, Niners agree to terms with Sam Darnold, who obviously uh, wasn't going to get a gig in Carolina uh, starting gig there with them moving all the way up to the first overall selection in the draft. What do you make of the Darnold acquisition by San Francisco? You know, I actually had them kind of like pegged for maybe Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, so like this is the same idea, I think. 
Um, it's bringing in a guy who's got talent. He's got, he's got physical ability. Um, who, you know, maybe it becomes something, maybe it doesn't. At the very least, it's going to push Trey Lance and give them another option while Brock Purdy gets healthy. And if you look at the timeline with Brock Purdy, it's going to be tight. <laughs> you know, like him being able to start the opener, this is typically like a six-month recovery. Maybe he gets back faster, maybe not. Um, but either way, you know, you're working on a really, really tight timeline with a guy that you presumed was going to be taking the, at least taking the first rep in OTAs and the first rep at training camp, right? Whether or not he held on to the job if Trey Lance turns a corner, you know, we'd see on that. But, um, you know, it, it's sort of, I, I think, saying, okay, like, we're going to see what happens with Trey Lance, but we're going to make sure that we cover our butts on the back end. We get another guy who's got some talent in here to compete, and this is going to basically get us through until Brock Purdy is back. And whether Darnold emerges or Lance emerges over the next six months, you know, we've given ourselves a better chance to have a viable option before Brock Purdy gets back. And again, maybe one of those guys really breaks through and you have somebody that really makes you think, should we start him or Purdy? You know, but, 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 but at any rate, like at a really, at a relatively cheap rate, you're giving yourself the chance. Um, to have multiple shots of getting the quarterback position right, and you're doing it at a price point that allows you to go out and get a Javon Hargrave on the free agent market too. That's it. I mean, what a what a what a day for the 49ers there and Albert Bree here on the Rich Eisen show. I I had a top five list, uh, you know, going into uh, after the Super Bowl about the top five storylines of the off season, and my bonus one that I had was. I'm, I can't wait to see how the Sean Payton Broncos start to form. Yeah. Um, and the 49ers lost Mike McGlinchey. They're often one of their offensive linemen. They're a terrific offensive lineman at Denver. Ben Powers also um, mm-hmm. winds up in Denver yesterday. We're hearing about receivers potentially being on the market. They're they're out of the first and second rounds because of the Russell Wilson deal. What What is your read or reporting on what Sean Payton and the Broncos are, are up to right now. Here's, what re- here's what's really fascinating about what, what Denver's doing. I think it mirrors what Sean Payton built in New Orleans for, for the most part, for the most of the time there, right? Now, at the end, they did pay Michael Thomas. They did pay Alvin Kamara. But if you look before that, right, for his first, I would say, what, 13 years or so in New Orleans, what you'll, what you'll find is a heavy, deep investment in offensive linemen, whether it was guys like Jari Evans, you know, early on, or Teron Armstead, you know, and Zach Streif, like, throughout. Like, you know, you look at, like, the, the, the names of the guys that they were investing in over the years, and almost always, Rich, it was offensive linemen, right, on that side of the ball. Even when they paid a guy like Jimmy Graham, right, like they paid Jimmy Graham, who was a great player for them. He only lasted in New Orleans on that contract for one year, and they traded him away. So, you know, to me, like the that this is an acknowledgement that they're going to be building the same way that they did in New Orleans. And if you look at New Orleans, what you'll find is the foundation of those teams is on the offensive line. And Sean Payton bet on himself and bet on his scheme that he was going to be able to identify young skill players and make it work with maybe a less, a little less money sunk into the skill spots. And I think that kind of counters, like, I think that kind of, kind of counters perception too, right? Like, you would think a Sean Payton team would be investing deeply in skill positions. But the truth of the matter is, if you look at the way they spent draft capital, the way they spent their money over the years in New Orleans, there was much greater investment in the offensive line. And I think that's what we saw 
in, in Denver and day one of free agency under Sean Payton. Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen Show. A few more minutes left with him on the Tuesday before the new league year begins and free agency writ large begins in the National Football League. Let's get to Lamar because at 4 Eastern time on Wednesday, that's when anybody can reach out to Lamar uh, um, if they have two first-round selections to, to offer the Ravens should the Ravens not match whatever contract they come up with Lamar Jackson. We have uh, put together um, a list of teams that are quarterback needy, supposedly. Uh, it's now down to seven. And, you, you know, we have the Atlanta Falcons up there. I think we could remove them from this equation yeah. now because they signed Taylor Heineke this morning and the way that they you know signed Jesse Bates a safety yesterday it's obvious that they're going to build around Desmond Ritter right now and go that way and give big money to other defensive players the Washington Commanders might be off that board um, Sherry Burris who's new to NFL Network reporting uh, that she spoke to Ron Rivera on Monday and Ron said absolutely they're not in the Lamar Jackson game the Jets are about yep. to be going Aaron Rodgers. What is Lamar's market as he hits um, this franchise tag free agency? Albert. You have a really hard time finding. I mean, you know, you just you just said it. You know, Rich, you have a really hard time going down that list and finding a team that you say, yeah, like absolutely, they're going to put in, they're they're going to they're going to push their chips to the middle of the table and see what happens. Um, you know, I don't I, I I don't know. I mean, I think you know, like I think Atlanta is probably the best example, right? Like because I think. What 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 you're implicitly seeing from teams here is we want to wait for someone, and this is I think a few of the teams and the Raiders are sort of in this boat. Um, you know, like I said, the Falcons. Um, I think the Panthers were there, then they moved up. It's like we're going to wait to find somebody that we really really love, and until then, we're not going to spend huge money on a quarterback. I do think like what Daniel Jones and Derek Carr got scared teams a little bit, you know. Um, and so, and, and so I think if you look at it, right, like, it's like, how many boxes do you have to check to be all in on Lamar Jackson? You have to be comfortable with his injury history. You have to be comfortable with a big contract. You have to be comfortable with flipping your offense upside down and running a different type of offense with him. Um, you have to be comfortable with a lot of different things to get there, you know, and then, you know, you look at the big contracts last year, right? There, I think there were five like real big contracts, like for quarterbacks last year. So you had Deshaun Watson in, in Cleveland. You had Russell Wilson in Denver. I'm probably going to miss one here. You had Derek Carr in, in, in Vegas. Kyler in um, Arizona. Kyler Murray in Arizona and Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay. That's five, right? Mm-hmm. Who's happy after a year? I guess, you know, who's happy in terms of what? The player or, or the organization? Like who's, happy, who's happy with the return right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think that that's a real thing. You know, like the price has gone, has escalated to a point with quarterbacks where I think that there are some teams now that are pulling back and are saying, you know what, until we're really sure, until we really are, until we find somebody that checks every single box for us, we're going to stay loose, you know, and, and we think that going and, and Tampa, for example, Tampa's another one of these teams. We'll go get Pitt Baker Mayfield to compete with T- Kyle Trask. And you know what? We'll try to tread water and build up the roster everywhere else and spend our money everywhere else. We don't need to go spend $35 million a year on Derek Carr. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that's the environment that's working against Lamar Jackson right now is that, 
teams, I think, are a little less willing to take swings on quarterbacks, expensive swings on quarterbacks, you know, because the price point has gotten to that point. And so I think to some degree, it's all the boxes you have to check to, 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 to be all in on Lamar in the first place. But I think there's also, you know, like this economic environment around the quarterbacks that's working against Lamar too. But I would say this, it can't hurt to place that phone call. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a team that isn't completely sold on his quarterback, why not at least make the phone call? I, like I know it just, but it doesn't. Counter, the question you know? is, the question is, is who's going to make that phone call? And and some of the other boxes that need to get checked that you didn't mention confuse, uh, I think, a lot of fans because of how terrifically talented Lamar Jackson is. Yep. And the two of them, I, 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 I spoke to Scott Pioli about this on NFL Network yesterday, is, well, we don't want to do the work for the Ravens by hammering out a deal that they couldn't negotiate for Lamar and do all the paperwork only to be left you know, empty-handed. And I said, well, what are you worried about? The billable hours for your legal staff? That makes no sense. Like, it's worth... Yeah, going I guess, for. I guess the concern would be the concern would be pissing off your quarterback. Like if you have one. Well, unless you know you're in I mean? Indianapolis, like, you don't have one. If you're in Indianapolis, well, you do not have one. There's yeah. no there's no quarterback yeah, you, to piss you off. You know, you don't you don't. But are you planning to draft one? You you get the fourth overall pick. Are you planning to draft one? And then you look at it and say, well, we're going to come out of this with a quarterback at like eight or nine million dollars a year. Do we really need to go spend fifty million on one? You know, I think that's sort of part of the equation there. Like. I'll give you a good example. Let's have some fun with this, okay? And I don't want anybody sticking report colon in front of this or whatever, right? But <laughs> okay. like, let's say, let's say, like, like, look, like New England wasn't completely happy with Mac Jones last year, right? Bill Belichick liked Lamar Jackson coming out. Now the question for them was whether or not we turn our our our, our operation upside down and build a new offense for him. You could say Bill would be building the Navy offense for him, right? Like, yes. if you really want to have fun with that, sure. So, so. Like the, the the issue that you have is like if you go and sign Lamar to an offer sheet and the Ravens match, where does that leave you with Mac Jones? Do you understand what I'm saying? So like I think that that I think some teams that have quarterbacks that might even be intrigued by it could look at it and say, if we do that, is that going to create a bigger problem for us in the back end of the Ravens match? I get it, and it um, and it's also might be a process that drags on into late March, and you got to make your moves, certainly with free agency and build your team. And if you're going to be building your team around a guy who is expensive as Lamar Jackson, when you have somebody on your first contract, a rookie contract, clearly that changes the entire dynamic of how you build your team. So I I get that. The other box that people don't understand that needs to be checked is the fact that Lamar doesn't have an agent. And I just want to kind of dig into that real quick. Because I, you know, when you when when we hear he doesn't have an agent, you have to deal with his mom. It makes it sound like it's that 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 wedding crasher scene where where Lamar's in the basement screaming for meatloaf. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how does yeah. it actually work? Like, is there nobody with a legal background or anybody who has sort of an agenting skill that's unofficially his agent? Like, is he really? You got to call his number or his mother's number to yeah. make a deal. I mean, is that I, it? I can remember that like. It's interesting because that, that circle is very, very small, right? So I'm assuming, like, like he would hire a lawyer to, right. to, to look over the thing. But I can remember this. I'll give you, like, an anecdote. Like, so I remember in 2018 when he was coming out, um, I, I, like, I remember hearing, like, A.B. Lum, you remember him for the Jets, right? Like, he advises player, a lot of players that have come out of South Florida, and I remember hearing, oh, well, you know, A.B. Lum is going to, you know, A.B. Lum is going to work with him, and, 
So I was like, okay, like so. I went to the combine, and actually, you know, I, I wound up getting to Lamar by himself. And I was like, I, I wanted to ask him, like, hey, is is AB on advising you? And he said, no. He's like, I think he knew Abe, but he was like, no. And I think that's sort of, I mean, it's sort of like to me, like like looking back at that now, five years later, it it, it sort of crystallized like how tight the circle around him is. And, um, you know, like, that's just the way Lamar, I, I think it's just, I mean, Lamar's so loyal to the people that he grew up around and everything else. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Now, I, I'd assume, like, look, like, you cannot sign a contract without hiring a lawyer to look at it, right? Like, so I, I think that that's part of this. The NFLPA is also helping him, and that's part of it, too. Um, you know, they have some people who mm-hmm. um, are sort of the administrators that oversee the agents and everything else. and. I, you know, he has some help on that end also. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's without question, like a very untraditional thing. And, you know, I, I, I think that's part of it too, is like, you know, if you're, if you're another team, you're going directly to Lamar with this, uh, which creates a, a really, really interesting dynamic. All right. In the two minutes I have left here, Albert, um, your, your thoughts on who did the Panthers trade up to go get? Cause you know, with you saying, well, the Colts might draft are going to draft a quarterback fourth overall. They might not be happy with uh, the fourth right. on that scale because somebody could trade up with Arizona to beat Indianapolis to the punch. So, how do you see that playing out? Well, I think Arizona's in the catbird seat now. You know, um, I can tell you this: like um, the Bears um, were convinced that the Texans are taking a, a quarterback second overall. They actually had some talks with the Texans about the Texans moving up to one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texans, I don't think, were quite ready to jump. And the and the, the and the Panthers coming up like didn't call the Texans because they didn't want to. Oh, they were they were so convinced that the Texans are taking a quarterback at two that um, they didn't want to alert the Texans to how serious they were about moving up. Huh. You know, so um, if you're locking it in now and you're saying a quarterback's going one, a quarterback's going two, you know now the Cardinals are in a huge position of strength where they can say anybody else who wants one's got to come up and come up and talk to us and you can make the Colts feel really uncomfortable too. Like where it's like, you're going to have two off the board by the time the, 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 the draft gets to you. And if you don't deal with us, it could be three. So, you know, I think the Cardinals are in a position of strength now and being able to move that pick and maybe they only have to move down one spot. And, and yeah, I think for the Colts like this, this creates an interesting scenario where, I mean, look, history tells us, right, Rich, like there may be four that go in the top ten, they're not going to be all four of them aren't going to make it, right? Like it's just it's just what the numbers tell us, what the history tells us. Maybe two make it, right? So let's say like you're the Colts and you know you say okay, like these two are going to make it, and those two are gone when you're picking. What do you do? I mean, to me, like that's like the scenario where Christian Ponder goes twelfth overall, you know, because the Vikings that year really liked Jake Locker, which wouldn't have worked out either, but. Like they wound up like sort of turning a guy who was probably a second round pick for them into the twelfth overall pick, and now that guy winds up getting Leslie Frazier. That that pick winds up getting Leslie Frazier fired. Um, that's a sort of tricky situation I think the Colts are in right now, which is tough for them because you know so much of this year I think in the way that the last half of the year was handled was based on being in position to settle the quarterback spot once and for all four years after Andrew Luck stunned all of us of his retirement. So you think is it, again, I got about 30 seconds. Stroud, Young, Richardson? I mean, what, yeah. what do you think? So my, under, my understanding is the my understanding is the Panthers are very, very comfortable with two of them and think two of them are worth going first overall. 
they are going to do everything with all four of them, and they're going to see if a third or a fourth kind of jumps into that group with the two, in which case maybe they would consider moving back down a spot or two. Wow. So that's sort of where they're at. Um, you know, my suspicion would be that it's Young and Stroud. I don't know that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, ownership's going to be involved in this, and I would expect that we're going to see, you know, the, the traveling band. We've seen that in the past, right, like where – um, you know, Scott Fitter, the GM, and Dan Morgan, the assistant GM, and Frank Reich, and maybe the owner, too. David Tepper may go along, too, are in Gainesville and Columbus and Tuscaloosa and, uh, and Lexington over the, over the next, you know, five or six weeks, taking a really, really close look at each of these kids um, to see, you know, how they're going to set up their strategy for April. You're the man, Albert. I always appreciate the time. You make me smarter. I love our chats. Take care of yourself, brother. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. Follow Albert Breer on Twitter. I do. He's must follow. Let's take a break. Lots to chew on right there. And Lamar Jackson has tweeted three of them. And your phone calls. And Geno Smith still to come. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio stream, uh, radio feed, along with our Roku channel stream. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Lamar Jackson has tweeted about his contract situation or in response to what Adam Schefter is reporting on it. We'll do that at the top of the hour. Albert gave us a lot of food for thought right there, man, on so many subjects. Let's go to the phone lines, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Jason in Louisville, Kentucky. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jason? Oh, my gosh, I just want to thank you, because when you go down the James Dolan wormhole of New York professional sports yes, sir. and the University of Michigan, there's nothing better on sports talk oh, wow. than that. The thank level you. of energy that you bring when you do that is unparalleled. Well, it's from the heart. And then I'm also upset that Brockman hasn't asked you if Rogers has called Sterling Shark. Ah, well, he's giving you material there, uh, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, brother. Uh, it predates Rogers, but I appreciate what you say, Jason. <laughs> hey, man, it's from the gut. You know what I mean? It's from the gut. It's from the heart. It's it's genuine. Maybe that's why we uh, we connect on that front. Thanks for the call, Jason. Appreciate it. Even my mild-mannered lawyer to the stars, my brother, Jeffrey Canner Eisen. What did he say? He has he heard the opening. Okay. This is the reason why he's the reason why I'm a Jet fan. Because again, if I followed my dad's lead, we would be talking about Judy Garland every day. I don't think we'd be on the air. I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> we'd be on another station, maybe. He texted, "Nice rant. Tell the smug Patriots fan across from you 
that he should be very concerned about Aaron Rodgers being on the Jets. Mac Jones and his 50 consecutive screen passes are not beating those Jets 10-3. First off, your brother knows my name. Like, so, like, show some respect, Seth. Huh? Jeff, whatever yeah. your name is. My, Seth is my middle name. I don't need to know your name. But. Yeah. Tom Crabtree, not, is he coming? Yeah, the, the quick game that sucks ain't beating the Jets 10-3 this time around. Great, because we have a new oh, offense. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that's been fixed. With your top wide receiver going on the McDaniels route. He wasn't coming back anyway. Okay. Great retort. Has he made a decision yet? Are we closing the first hour of this program with this still an open issue for real? We're going to go through these next two hours without it happening, right? I'm on green is signing. Okay. Hey, he didn't make the decision, <laughs> but a Cowboys player has. Hey! Per well, Jane Slater, Noah Brown uh, is going to leave us and go sign with the Texans. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't added anybody, but we're losing people. I can pretend to not know your brother's name well, for the by rest the way, of the week. By the way, Cobb and Lazard are off the market, apparently. <laughs> Looks like. <laughs> Still here on Roku. So we can't get... Tell the Patriots, smug Patriots fan across the way. I've earned the right to be smug. Yeah, I know that. Man, that makes me sick. What? That, that he's smug? That he's earned that. I mean, he, he got like got, seven championships in like six got, years. They got, they got, six. They got all those banners. Oh, yes, Brady has They seven. got all those banners there. We count, Tom. They got all those banners. <laughs> I know. They got all of them. We threw a parade for Ray Bork when he went with the Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's a good. That's a good one, man. <laughs> Thank Tom. Once, once they're yours, they're yeah, always yours. Right, they're always ours. <laughs> man, jeez. But I told you, Brockman. Man. I told you a few years ago. Once your luck ends, it's gonna stink for a while, and you're in that that. Hey, the oh, there's lost excuse to the Rockets me. Last excuse night. me. What did I say to him the day Brady left for the Buccaneers? That he welcome. Okay. To the rest of us. Well, the rest of them. We'll, rest, we'll never me. We'll never be you guys. Welcome hey, to the we rest of us. So we're good. No, Welcome yeah. to the rest of us. We'll They're draft. The oh, they drafted Mac Jones. <laughs> Dude, there is no more clear indication of you being like the rest of us than the chance for Bailey Zappi. In hurt. New England. He was hurt. Bailey Zappi, a year after everyone was bought, buying their Mac Jones jerseys because they're so no, great. Hold on. No, let's hold go on. crazy hold for on. Mac. A year later, hold I want Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of us. That didn't Matt happen. Patricia was the worst coach ever. Welcome to the rest of us. Be Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>